Welcome to the Natural Curiosity Project. I'm Steve Shepard. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. You know, I've always been curious. I don't know why, I just know that I am. I'm a writer and a teacher and a storyteller, and my job is to be curious, to ask questions and to share the answers. This program explores my belief that why, that simple three-letter question, is the most powerful question that any human has ever asked. Every time we ask it, we challenge ignorance and the status quo. This, I believe. Curiosity leads to discovery. Discovery leads to knowledge. Knowledge leads to insight. And insight leads to understanding. Something that, let's face it, seems to be in short supply these days. So thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the program. You know, wildlife sound recordists are a funny bunch. We tend to be pretty solitary when we're recording because unlike photography, having somebody else there means a greater possibility of human noise being introduced into the capture. When I'm shooting pictures, I can always move my tripod just a little bit to get somebody out of the frame. Now that said, I also find that wildlife sound recordists are a pretty generous bunch, usually more than willing to share what they know. That is certainly the case with this episode's guest. My name is Jacob Job. I currently live in Loveland, Colorado. I just moved a few months ago, but I'm originally from Michigan, south, southeastern Michigan. Um, grew up there and then spent some time in Tennessee, high school and college, and then went back to Michigan because I love it up there. And then I came out here to Colorado in 2015 uh, to start work as a research associate, as uh, basically directing a research lab at Colorado State University. Jacob is a researcher. I came here to run what's known as the Listening Lab, and essentially it's part of this research project, the Sound and Light Ecology Team, where we are tasked with helping national parks around the country monitor noise pollution, its impacts on people, its impacts on wildlife. So the lab I direct is is filled with undergraduate students. They are um, the machinery that makes this research project work. They're the ones listening to the audio recordings and and, and telling us what sources of noise are present and when they're present and how loud they are. So yeah, I've been directing that, like I said, for about seven years now. And and, and really, like uh, I mentioned, it's it's a big service for the national parks and helping them maintain their, their soundscapes. But in fact, Jacob is much more than a researcher, and the passion for what he does for a living started pretty early in his life. I think it all begins during my childhood in Michigan and in Tennessee to an extent as well. Just everything was outside. Um, we got the door back door open, kicked out, and we came back in when the sun was going down sort of thing. And I spent a lot of time in the woods with my brother exploring, but also with my dad hunting, fishing. I think it really instilled early on a value system associated with the outdoors. And when I went to college, originally I I was a pre-vet student or pre-med student. I quickly realized it wasn't for me. And I just kept exploring biology and ecology. And eventually I just graduated with a a degree in biological sciences, not really knowing what the heck to do with it. And um, I went to graduate school the very next semester because my girlfriend at the time moved back up to Michigan and I wanted to be in Michigan and not in Tennessee. And so I went up there and applied for a graduate school and enrolled in a research program studying how climate change and, and human feeding birds has impacted Carolina wrens and their range expansion. And then I finished that degree and 
Um, then there was an economic collapse in 2008, 2009, and there were no jobs. And so I said, all right, let's go back to school. Let's get a PhD if there are no jobs and did another research program studying how noise impacts bird communication and space use and um, finished that up and then found this job in Colorado. I'd say the big thing I learned is I'm not really interested in research science primarily. And that's a really unfortunate thing to discover after going through two research programs and going to going through the academic route and landing at an academic institution where you are expected to do research. But I, I, I pushed back really hard on my supervisors and said, I think science communication is lacking across the board, not just at our university, but just everywhere around the world. And I said, I can do the research, but I, I want to talk about the research in ways that are meaningful and impactful to people. And so one thing led to another. And um, I started using the sounds of nature to do that. I ran across Jacob's work while I was looking for a new podcast to listen to. The one I found is called Voices of a Flyway, and the name stopped me dead in my tracks. But when I started to listen, I realized that it wasn't just a collection of nature sounds. It was something much more important and much more unique than that. It was the culmination of what you just heard him talking about— the importance of describing and understanding our relationship with the non-human parts of the natural world. Voices of a Flyway was born out of the idea that we all rely on the natural world for our existence. There's, there's no escaping that. Everything we do as humans is, is built on the shoulders of the natural world, but yet some reason we can't get on the same page and how we treat the natural world. And um, I started coming up with the idea in 2017, 2018, and you know, as everybody knows, that was pretty polarizing times pol politically in the United States. And I just got really tired of this argument about protect it or not to protect it, and it being used as a as a as a political tool. And I said, all right, well, if we're going to come together on this, we need to hear each other's stories and how we do value the natural world. We 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 need to see a wide spectrum of people talking about that, and so. I just said, I'm going to hit the ground in coastal Louisiana, talking to people of all walks of life, all the way up the Mississippi River to northern Minnesota, and just learning what is our relationship with the natural world and has that relationship become frayed because of our mistreatment of it. To say that Jacob traveled for this project is kind of like saying that David Attenborough is a newscaster. One of the largest bird migration routes in North America is the Mississippi Flyway, which the Audubon Society describes as a river of birds. Every year, more than a billion birds, representing more than 300 species, make the round-trip journey along the Mississippi Flyway from their breeding grounds in Canada and the northern U.S. to their winter habitats along the Gulf of Mexico and in Central and South America. Some of them fly from the Arctic Ocean at the top of the planet to Tierra del Fuego at the bottom of the planet, a 14,000-kilometer flight. We're talking about animals here that sometimes weigh less than a nickel. As he made his way from Louisiana northward, Jacob's conversations with the people he met along the way shattered stereotypes left and right. For more than two months, he traveled along the Mississippi Flyway from drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to the Boundary Waters Canoe Wilderness Area in northern Minnesota. He spoke with oil field workers, commercial fishing crews, ornithologists, farmers, environmentalists, wildlife and fisheries employees, 
conservation land managers, scientists, concerned citizens, Audubon volunteers, and dozens of others. All of them had a story to tell, but one theme stood out. They all agreed that we have a collective responsibility to balance our impact as a species with the needs of the natural world. But he didn't go on the journey to advocate. He went to listen. What made that successful, made me able to do that, was I just set aside my story completely. I set aside my ego, my politics, and I just went to listen. And I think there's a lot to that, just listening again. And one thing I really embraced was just because I'm listening to you doesn't mean I have to agree with what you say, but it doesn't hurt for me to listen to you. The other thing that makes Voices of a Flyway so good is that it's real. As the apex disruptor of the natural world, we humans have a responsibility to seek out a balance between human activity and the uninterrupted activities of nature. Jacob's approach as he traveled northward recognized that the issue is more complicated than it seems. We're not trying to shut down the industrialized world. We use it and we enjoy it. That's never the goal. But the goal is to do it in a way that has as minimal impact on the natural world and ourselves as possible. I think that should always be the goal because, again, I don't think anything humans have ever done has not come on the back of the natural world. So keeping noise pollution in mind, you know, it has a very negative impact on our health. And so buy your leaf blower, but buy the electric one or demand that companies build them as quiet as possible. Vote with your dollars to make a a quieter world. So you're healthier, you sleep better, you can think more clearly, wildlife functions, ecosystems function more naturally. You know, when you're driving around town, do so in a way that isn't so loud. Don't get that aftermarket exhaust. And I'll admit, as a 20-year-old college student, I had a Flowmaster put on my truck. I was that guy. And I just had to have someone tell me that not the best thing to do for your own health and for everybody around you. Not everybody wants to hear that. And so just going about your life in a way that is more personal to you and doesn't impact others around you, I think is just such a valuable message. Jacob came back from the Voices of a Flyway journey armed with hundreds of hours of recorded interviews and natural sounds. He produced the series, which includes seven extensive interviews and 16 exquisite soundscapes captured as he moved from environment to environment along the way. Coastal wetlands, pine forests, bottomland forests, upland deciduous forests, tall grass prairie, boreal forest, place paintings, if you will, but painted with sound rather than pigment. And then the zombie apocalypse struck with the arrival of COVID-19. We were all stuck inside. Um, I couldn't get out and record like I wanted to. And so I said, you know, I've got all these recordings from parks, partly because of the Voices of the Flyway Project, the parks I visited on that project. I have all these recordings. What more can I do with them than what I've already done? And so I said, let's just take people on guided nature walks. National Park Nature Walks is a 10-episode series designed as if the listener is joining Jacob on a hike. Each episode is an immersive experience in a different environment. By all means, wear your headphones, with Jacob occasionally and quietly pointing out the species that the listener hears. I know how to interpret the outdoors very well. A lot of people don't know how to do that. So let's come up with a way to make them feel like they're there with me and not make it sound preachy, just just like I'm having a conversation with you as if we were going for a hike together. And, 
And then, as so many of my guests on this program have observed, serendipity kicked in. Coincidentally, an editor at Scientific American reached out to me for recordings for their own separate projects, recordings I made on the Voices of a Flyway project. And they said, hey, can we use some of these? And I said, sure. Also, I've got this podcast. Can you maybe take a listen to it and see if you guys might be interested in picking it up? And they jumped right at it. And yeah, we had 10 episodes and it was just a really fun, fun thing to do. One of the interesting things that happened with the Voices of a Flyway project was that Jacob earned the title of National Geographic Explorer. I asked him how that happened. They gave me money to explore an idea. So the idea was the Voices of a Flyway project. I, I applied for one of their Explorer grants, and then they graciously said, we think your idea is worthwhile. Go out there and do it to the best of your ability. And so for me, at least, what being an explorer means, I'm part of that community that they, they entrusted to um, use their support to go and, and explore an idea in a way that is worthwhile. So to me, that's what being an explorer is. I do my work with two frameworks in mind. One of them is slowing down. So because of the, the work that I do with recording the natural world and sort of letting it reveal itself to me, a big part of that is just slowing down long enough to let yourself see what's going on out there. I can't emphasize enough is listening and, and slowing down and listening go hand in hand. So either I'm listening to the natural world or I'm listening to people on the Voices of a Flyway project or I'm listening to my students. It's really and truly embracing hearing a message more so than delivering your own response to that. And I just can't emphasize enough how important I think that is because I truly believe you you, you can't do your job well enough unless you know what those needs are, what, what needs to be met. Did you hear that last thing that Jacob said? I'm going to play it again because it's important. It's really and truly embracing hearing a message more so than delivering your own response to that. And I just can't emphasize enough how important I think that is. This podcast is about the importance of curiosity and the fact that we have a responsibility to wield it. As many of you know, I produce every episode with this philosophy that curiosity leads to discovery, which in turn leads to knowledge, which in turn leads to insight, which in turn leads to understanding. What Jacob just said is a message that everyone needs to hear. He went in search of insight, and because he suppressed the desire to advocate, he came back with a fuller, richer understanding of the issues that he went to explore in the first place. Another thing that I'm exploring more and more as I, as I get into my career is sort of the philosophy behind the work that I do. So we can talk all day about the nuts and bolts of recording the natural world or doing noise pollution monitoring for the national parks, but at some point, it is interesting to get into the philosophy behind what you're doing. And so what, I guess what I mean by that is don't stop at just the task at hand. Think about the questions related to that. Really, why are we doing this? What are the impacts, both positive and negative? I think all too often early on in my career, I was just thinking about the positive impacts of my work. And I'll give you an example. I gather these recordings that are out there and nature's making them. And let's say I put them into something like National Park Nature Walks. And I'm doing that because I'm trying to connect people to the natural world. I'm trying to give them a way to make their own relationship with it. And that's a positive thing in my mind. But I'm also putting pressure on the natural world, natural resource, by 
getting people out there, encouraging people to go out there. And so there's sort of a philosophical conundrum there. How do you, how do you handle that? And so I just think diving into more of the philosophy of the work that you're doing, the project that you're working on is so valuable. Look at it, at it from so many different directions. As we wrapped up our conversation, I asked Jacob what he was working on next. The big news? He was getting ready for a job change. My last day with the Sound and Light Ecology team is February 28th. The first day as the Associate Director of the Bird Genoscape Project is March 1st, so I've got a little less than a month to go. The new project or the new job is essentially handling a lot of the day-to-day operations of this wonderful project which looks at examining the different genetic makeups of populations of birds across the hemisphere so that we can apply conservation energy and money more directly to the populations and the locations that it's needed is essentially the idea. So we do this work through gathering of feathers from birds that are captured across the hemisphere and and you need permits to do that. And so I'll be helping with managing that collection, managing the permitting process, but really and truly, I think a lot of the work is gonna be fundraising. So continuing to find ways to, to keep this project going and growing as well as continuing with my science communication efforts. And that's just something that I wanna, I wanna do no matter which job I'm at from here on out. So what it, what it, what it actually looks like, we'll see, but that's, that's what I have a sense of so far. It seems sort of weird to everybody that I'm transitioning away from the audio world, which I, it's my true passion, it's my true, my true love. But I do think the skills that I'm going to gain at this new job they're going to position me well to, in the future, combine that, that love of audio, that skill of telling stories through audio um, and doing something with conservation in the future. So I think of this as a building block to help me, help me do what I'm doing now even better in the future. Jacob Job, researcher, ecologist, environmentalist, sound recordist, and a genuinely curious guy. Thank you, Jacob, for giving us the time to get to know you and your work a little bit better. Folks, you can find the Voices of a Flyway project at voicesofaflyway.com slash explore or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find the National Park Nature Walk series at scientificamerican.com slash podcasts or again at your favorite podcast source. For information about Jacob's work with the Bird Genoscape Project, visit www.birdgenoscape.org. Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm Steve Shepard, the host of the Natural Curiosity Project, where we're committed to the idea that curiosity leads to discovery, discovery leads to knowledge, knowledge leads to insight, and insight leads to understanding. In every episode, we explore some topic that piqued our curiosity enough to make us want to share it with you. I hope you enjoy the journey. And if you did, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a comment over at iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.